0: Hello and welcome to the Kips Personal Trainer Application Podcast. My name is Tyler Valencia and I'm the president and the founder of Kips as well as the owner of Time to Train Fitness. We have a very exciting topic for you in this episode, one that has been in the works for for quite a while now. We have my friend and the owner of Engearment and Colorado Personal Fitness, Sean Sewell. He has been on the podcast already twice. So he's the number third, his third time coming on the podcast. He's the only person that's been on the the podcast three times and there's a reason because he's got great content to share a lot of information that any personal trainer group instructor strength coach anybody just trying to hustle these days he has that information for you today so first Sean thank you for coming on the podcast
1: oh my pleasure Tyler always fun talking with you I enjoyed our conversation before we push record and (laughs) uh, just always a, a pleasure and I'm looking forward to helping out as many people as possible with affiliate marketing and linking Love
0: it. Love it. And that's the funny parts of podcasting that I'm glad that Sean pointed it out. And this shows what uh, what Sean and I, before we even pressing record, we're chatting. And uh, before this episode, we chat for about 40 minutes, just chatting, going back and forth. And hopefully that comes through in this episode, because as Sean mentioned, affiliate marketing can be a powerful tool on many levels. Before we jump into some of the nitty gritty of it and give you some more things that you can take away. Sean, can you kind of give a
1: uh, breakdown of Engearment and how you came up with it and the idea of it? Oh, I'd love to. And I think the dog's barking in the background is a perfect representation of what affiliate marketing can do for you. <laughs> Just got a delivery. I'm gonna guess that was from either Costa Del Mar or Patagonia. And why that is, um, what Engearment is, is we're a gear review uh, site, a media site, if you will. It started off with two of us and basically our cell phones and we would shoot gear reviews on tents, sleeping bags, um, split boarding and skiing gear. Anything we had around uh, that we already owned to earn a reputation um, of authentic, legitimate, detailed gear review. We started a YouTube channel and a Vimeo channel and we put those reviews on YouTube. We started a website and after about a year, um, people started to recognize that... We're not, um, how do I say, on the take. We're not a major media company. We don't get paid for this content. We do it from uh, an authentic place. And so people appreciate and respect that. So they would ask us questions about the gear or what gear would you recommend for this trip? So we kind of became um, experts in this field and we're approachable. And we would reply to our comments on YouTube or our comments on the WordPress website or via email. And so after about a year, we got invited to actually work directly with these companies. We went to uh, trade shows. There's a big one called SIA, Snow Sports Industry Association. That became Outdoor Retailer, and Outdoor Retailer was just here in Denver again, which is the, the biggest outdoor gear show in this hemisphere. And uh, it's usually 50,000 people attending, and it has every company you can think of from anything you see REI or Backcountry.com to other european brands as well and so what happened is these companies let's say patagonia would see our reviews on their patagonia gear and really like what we're doing and they would start sending us stuff ahead of it coming out to production to the public so i'm pretty sure that package just got delivered you could probably hear another beeping noise in the background <laughs> from Patagonia, from and it's for the spring 2022 collection so that'll be out in six months so we get things ahead of schedule and since we have an authentic uh, relationship with our audience We will go into the mountains of Colorado, where we live, and test out the gear, shoot some videos, put it up on YouTube, and get people really excited about it. And so um, it evolved from just the two of us seven years ago to 40 riders, men, women, grandparents, kiddos, grandkids, dogs. We have some horses now. Just a wide variety of of people and creatures testing out gear. And how that affects anybody listening is how we keep um, fuel in the trucks, and website going and get camera equipment is through affiliate marketing and affiliate linking. And I know we're gonna talk a great deal about that, but in a nutshell, that is what Engearment is. We are a gear review site. We shoot videos, we write written content, we do some on Facebook and Instagram, um, and it's just a lot of fun. And it's a great way to interact with our audience, build relationships, and get really cool gear before it comes out. Yes,
0: yes, and I'm trying to side now, where to kind of go on the next question here, because you pointed out a lot of great items, but I think an important one to kind of let our listen- listeners know that this is a way to build your business and make money off it. Can you explain to them just in a little give maybe a little more detail ways that giver makes money? I know. So you mentioned the affiliate based
1: commissions there.
0: Is there an avenue through YouTube as well?
1: there is so YouTube you can get paid from YouTube you have to have 1000 subscribers or more we just hit 4000 on Friday we're at 4050 as of today so just like anything it seems to go exponentially once you hit a certain point it just doubles and triples quickly um, so with YouTube you can turn on monetization and if you had the opportunity to do so I'd recommend doing that and that will provide you with revenue if you have a website you can monetize that as well again you have to have a certain amount of traffic and there's no shortcuts to get in traffic you earn the traffic and you do that by being the um, best version of yourself just like you would do with your uh, in-person business because it is a business and what's great about this this kind of thing this kind of business is it's evergreen and it's passive mm-hmm. So. I have an in-person business as well and we we can talk about that of course um, with fitness which is very relatable for a lot of people and you can have a fitness in-person business and do affiliate marketing as well and they can feed off each other as well so it's it's a very synergistic system so basically affiliate marketing the way we use it is you have to be ethical you can't or you shouldn't do a a video or a write-up pushing somebody to buy something and have an agenda behind it and not let them know that you have an affiliate link in there Mm -hmm. by law you need to say this is an affiliate link on the the blue hyperlink whatever color you make it so people are aware that there is a benefit to you and it's the kickbacks the commissions the percentage it varies it could be three percent it could be ten percent it could be twenty percent i've not encountered twenty percent that'd be pretty awesome (laughs) but you know it is it's a small amount and to be honest it's not as much money as people probably think it is but again it is enough for us to keep the websites going get camera equipment uh, and fuel our vehicles and fuel our bellies and have a good time and you could scale it up and you know our intent is to definitely scale it up ethically and you can generate real income um i'm not gonna say what we bring in but it's enough that's worth worth looking into for sure yeah yeah i i have to point out the
0: parts that you keep saying about um you know being real because that is something that I really appreciate you saying those, that the realness comes through in the content you make. I think when we are being business owners or being fitness professionals, we're trying to think, okay, where is that line in the sand? Am I going to be more me? Am I going to be more my business? Where can I make this work together? And I just had that conversation today with an instructor about being, being themselves, you know, that is you. People come to see you, they come back because they build that relationship, they build that. It might seem like, oh, people can't do that through the screen. Yeah, you can. You feel like you are invested in watching these videos because you almost know that person. I Myself, I watch, this is a side note in a small tangent here, but I watch YouTube quite a bit and I watch a lot of food stuff. And I feel like I know the people that are on the screen, even though they have no idea who I am, but these YouTubers, these food YouTubers, they... Uh, you feel like you know, okay, you know their name, you know what kinds of food they like, what type of stuff they tend to do, people in their family, who they're dating, stuff like that. And you can create those types of relationships through the screen by being you. And that's such a a good point for people looking into this, because I think people often start, they see the brands that they like, and they see on their website, like, oh, they have an affiliate area, like, how can I do this? What steps do I need to take? I've had this conversation recently with people and the first part that I bring up with them is can you create content consistently? Can you do that? Can you put that a part of your schedule? Because if you're going to start, you might be uh, they might be a little unencouraged at first because ugh, I'm not getting any hits on this. People aren't really watching it. This feels like it's a waste of time. But you have to be willing to stick with it and looking into different areas of it. Sean, when you first started, can you kind of paint that picture yeah. of what the videos were like and kind of um, maybe the initial traffic for gearment, and uh, that filming setup too?
1: Of course, and I love this question on a lot of levels. Um, how was it when we first started? It was fun. Um, our camera setup was literally our, our cell phone. No microphones, no lenses, no not even a tripod. It was bare bones for sure. And uh, But also, as fun as it was, it was also a lot of work. And patience, as with any business, you have to have patience. We, we had people come on and come off. Uh, you know, join the team and then leave them. In fact, my business partner left three years ago because it's a lot of work. But um, to give you some scale and context, been at this for seven years. Like I mentioned, it's two of us to start this. It took us probably three or four years to get a thousand people subscribed to YouTube channel and then two years to uh, double that and then uh, one year to double that. So it grows. Once it gets growing, it is it's, it's more um, realistic use of your time. At the beginning, it's going to be a, a, a big investment in time, and it's going to be you know downright demoralizing if you're expecting it to be like a a big hit, an overnight success. There's a a, a great line that I've heard from my mentor: overnight success took a few years. You know, it's it's going to take a long time. It, it could not. It could go viral. You never know. Some things go viral or hit you know grand slam on the first try, but any business I've had has taken a lot of failure, a lot of learning from that failure and just scraping the dirt off and getting back to it. So hopefully that realistic picture of the, you know, the timeline might be different for other person's business. They might be able to be more successful quicker. And I really hope that they are. But, um, since then, since going from using just a cell phone, then a GoPro, then external microphone, with the GoPro, then we got a, a prosumer level camera. Then we got professional camera then we got gimbals then we have uh people actually holding the cameras that aren't us filming us we have wireless microphones we have lighting and we have then we have teams of people using this equipment so it it does grow it does scale it just takes a commitment and some tenacity Uh, so hopefully that answers your question as far as like what we started with and kind of timeline it it takes time and a lot of
0: yeah something that I want to throw in there for the time and the commitment for it and hopefully paint another picture for you is that you could use this as a way to increase your marketing, your social media presence. It's a way to share content, consistent content. And if you base it in an area of quality, so you're using uh, iPhone. We were just joking about this before we hit record about how the iPhones only get better and better with their camera co- quality, their video quality. And it's a way to put out consistent quality content. So you might be in a long-term game of, I want to build this affiliate commission area. I want to get monetized on YouTube. But for the short term, this is an area where every business struggles every mm-hmm. business struggles is that creating that consistent content so you could use this as an opportunity okay now i have kind of a strategy behind it i can create this content i can schedule it across instagram facebook twitter wherever you're posting and all of a sudden my customers can see, oh wow that's pretty cool they might ask you on the next time they come in you might get all these opportunities a few opportunities that come in that are like okay well, you would you like would you want to try this piece of equipment you never know. So that's a short-term benefit that I want to point out because John is painting a very realistic picture. Each one is different in terms of when you can start to make some real money off of it. A YouTuber that we had on this podcast that does exercise-based uh, YouTube workouts. She, I think, took, I think it was eight months, eight, nine months uh, to get monetized. And she has a big following, but everything is different. And that where she does workouts, Sean, we're talking about affiliate commissions. It's different businesses, and so it's hard to say, oh wow, that person got monetized right away, or they took X amount of years to get monetized. It's every company is different. Sean is 100% correct that some get really lucky and they get uh, something that gets trending very quickly. I can share that with one of our YouTube channels with my other company, Time to Train, that we have videos that have 10, 15,000 views, but we're not monetized yet that's the goal eventually but we use it as a tool for marketing and our videos some of them do have tons of views but it's just a process it's not getting too caught up in, in those types of things with in gear me now sean can you talk a little bit more how this blends into your fitness business colorado personal fitness and do you see leads coming
1: through with it different partnerships absolutely and it, i didn't know this would happen when we first started in gear. i still have my Day job, if you will, of training, and I and I love that. I love working with people in person or even virtually. The last year and a half, and yes, you can absolutely tie and I. Well, in this example, I tied in Gearmet, the gear review outdoor company, into fitness. I would in I would uh, shoot some videos like mobility videos. You can do anywhere. I was already shooting a video on this uh, North Face jacket and this Nemo tent and this Black Diamond whatever backpack. Might as well shoot one more video of what I did that morning to mobilize before doing the videos and people really enjoyed that and also I will we'll shoot oftentimes we'll review uh, fitness gear as well or gear that can be multi-purpose uh, shoes for example uh, or clothing and so we'll shoot that in our gym facility and in the background you know our, our gym is really in my opinion very attractive it's uh, it's founded by uh, a vet we have all the you know Army Navy Air Force, um, Marine flags up there, and we have all the kettlebells, and it's very authentic to what we do as a trainer and as a fitness business. So I'll shoot videos in there, and then also I'll, I will I I try and do it when people are around, some of our students are around, so they get in the video and they love that. Then they, they see themselves on uh, in the YouTube video or on the Facebook or Instagram post, and they get excited and they ask questions about the gear. and The previous question of how um, it ties together People get excited and they want to talk to you about what they saw. So a lot of the people in our gym or people I train will follow the YouTube channel or subscribe. And like, oh my goodness, is that a great ski jacket? Or what do you think about this tent? Or what do you think about this stove? And then you're in a position, an authentic position, because they trust you to recommend or not recommend that product or something different. And of course, anybody who is a, a good client wants to support your business. And they'll ask you to send. Make sure you send me a link with your your code in it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, your affiliate link. And oftentimes, and this is this happens more often as you get more exposure. Companies will create a discount code for you. Like for us, we have an engagement ten on pretty much anything. You put in engagement ten, you're gonna get ten percent off of a lot of things. So you can give them the discount code to your your audience, your viewers, your readers, your clients in person, and they love that. Everybody likes to save a little bit of money. It's it's a really nice way to to earn a little bit of money on the side uh, ethically and also help people you care about get a product that you actually believe in. Mm-hmm. And it's So it ties together very organically.
0: I, I like one of the items you pointed out because it just came to me and because I forgot it, was that with affiliate-based marketing too, you got to have an audience too or you have to build that audience. But initially, that's one of the questions I, I asked somebody if they want to, go down that path if they are should I be an affiliate with this company do you have an audience to sell it if you have somebody that is interested if you're in the fitness industry teaching group exercise you might have an audience that you see weekly and if you have that opportunity to do ethically but also that you feel like okay this can benefit them that okay they're coming to my class a common one, I feel like, is the nutrition supplements. And I will admit that I've gone down that path before. I don't recommend, or I'm not an affiliate with any of them now, but I have gone down that path because I had an audience. I wanted to try them myself. I That's typically something that I do if I'm doing a affiliate-based video is I try it for myself for a bit unless I'm doing it, they call it an unboxing video. I've done those before where you, it's like an initial reaction to it, here's some of the specs of it. But if you have an audience that people are gonna watch, they're gonna listen, they're gonna potentially purchase, it can be a nice little extra cash. A good example of this, continuing on that thread about group exercises, let's say I have a boot camp. I have my members and all of a sudden I'm gonna require them to have a, a certain mat, an exercise mat or a piece of equipment why not go to, let's say, Power Systems or one of the other equipment suppliers, even Amazon, get an affiliate link, and now since you're gonna have them buy it anyways, they would be more than happy to give you a little kickback on here. I'm saying your clients to so use your affiliate link, and that's something that Sean pointed out. You, If they're your clients, if they're your members of your class, they're going to be more than happy to do that. Take that extra step, wait for the link because it's benefiting you and they care about your opinion on items. So it's a very good point that you made with the audience and also your your audience willing to help you out with it. Right there, Sean. With now going a little bit deeper into now making it, making the content that's going out, what are some of the key items that you focus on? Because it's it should not be. Just, okay, I'm going to hit the, and this is my opinion. It shouldn't be. I'm just going to hit the record button. And I, there's always some prep that goes behind it. What are some of those items that you
1: focus on on your prep, but also when you're filming it? Oh, this is fun. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. So you could have a script. Absolutely. Uh, the only thing, I, I, the first thing is I, I go into it excited. I want to share why I'm excited about whatever we're working with. And some general observations, how I've used the, the, the product or the service um, and then oftentimes it is uh, an item is a, a certain size clothing or shoes is a good example so I'll say my reference of how big I am uh, You know, 6'1", 45 inch chest, whatever and then I'm, this is a size extra large this is how it fits on me and then I'll go through how it fits go through a range of motion so they get an idea of how it might operate or um, and or look and then I go over uh, the specifications what is this thing made of and then what are some of the claimed benefits? Did I notice those claimed benefits? And then my uh, overall take. And I tell you 99% of the time, I will forget part of one of those categories. And as long as it's not just straight up missed completely, um, I'll go with that first, second, or third take. Sometimes, and this is the biggest um, culprit of a, a video not going well, is audio. And that might not make sense to a lot of people, but People will come for the video, but they'll leave or they'll stay for the audio. Meaning, uh, I do most of my reviews and shooting outside in the mountains, right at treeline. That's a lot of wind. So if you're shooting just with uh, your cell phone, there's a good chance that wind is going to come through at one point and it's going to clip your audio and going to sound pretty bad. People don't appreciate that. You probably don't appreciate either, hearing it um, clipping your ears. So you can get a lavalier microphone, um, or you can get a, a shotgun microphone, or you can control the audio, meaning you can shoot inside. So uh, my, my thoughts are, uh, when I go into the video, the excitement, the specs, how I used it, whatever um, sizes might be reflective in that, that item. And then also um, where I'm shooting it. That's probably the first thing I think about is where am I gonna shoot this video? I, like I said, I shoot most of mine outside and I will shoot them. I've I I've like a very attractive background, and I want to immerse people in the area that I'm using this product or service, so they get a feel for where we're using everything, and they also it looks good. And oftentimes my dogs are in the videos too. Most people like dogs, so that's a bonus right there. So yeah, like you, I don't have a, a big script. I find if I have a script, I. I'll get two sentences into it and I'll get excited and go a different tangent. <laughs> I think you pointed out something
0: that you've been really focusing on. That's a key point of it is the realness of it. I think that um like a technical term for uh like kind of what you have videos that I've watched that you do. They're kind of like the unboxing or like your initial reactions to it. And I can't attest that Sean does have very attractive backgrounds when he does these. I get, uh I enjoy that aspect of, and I think that's part of his audience as well, is that it's the outdoor culture. And I mean, if you were doing it in any other setting, some people are like, okay, like they still might be interested, but that added benefit of like, oh, wow. Like Sean is out in the woods, how he is out camping. He is out doing these things that people like they see the realness of it. And I think you're also really answering a lot of questions by going through your own specs, that questions that somebody might ask in the comments. So I am a size X, Y, Z, like what, what about you? How does that fit you? So you're going through these items and people are taking notes, mental notes, and it helps them with their process. These days, consumers do do research on okay I like this product what about this other one are there any videos out there I do that all the time there's oftentimes I'll just go into YouTube and I'll look a product up and see if it's good see if people recommend it and the information that Sean provides in these videos is something that saves them time and if it comes off authentic Yeah, there's a high chance that they're going to buy it or they're going to take that extra step to, if they like the video, scroll down and hit that affiliate link that you have in there to take that extra step for it. So I think that there's so many ways of going at it. And I will admit that I'm somebody that I do a kind of an outline when I make affiliate based videos. I actually still have one pulled up on the computer right now. And it's for one, I did a smartwatch on that was something that Sean and I were talking about before is smartwatches. And I bought a, we'll call it a knockoff Apple watch, but the tutorial or the outline that I made, it's about a page long, but it's just kind of structure. And I feel like it helps me with putting my words, uh, there we go. I can't even say words, my words together before I hit the record button. I just typed them out. So I kind of, so i kind of know what i'm going to say and so then once the record is going it just kind of flows out a little bit a little more smoother and to make sure that i'm hitting all the points and with editing you can cut out things that don't sound good or things that you don't want in so if you mess up those kinds of things it does help that way and that kind of transitions to our next part of it which with yourself sean and many fitness pros we're on the go we're at the gym we're going to a client's place and this was something really fascinating that Sean and I were talking about. Sean, can you give a breakdown of your filming and editing process when you're out in the mountains, out
1: in the woods? Can you kind of give the audience an idea of what that looks like? Oh, 100%. And I'll and I'll do one better. I'll I'll show or I'll tell you guys what I use and then I'll I'll tell you what I you can get by with as well. Yeah, nice. Because it is, it can be an investment. I know people on YouTube who have an amazing setup. In fact, I watched a half-hour video on what people use. A lot of YouTubers I really respect, like Peter McKinnon and Potato Jet and these other people. It's amazing setups. But they also have like a million followers. They generate a lot of revenue, so they can reinvest it in their setup. So with all that being said, my go-to setup is actually not my most expensive setup. It's actually middle of the road. I use a Sony ZV-1 camera, it's like 650 bucks, and Rode wireless microphones, and they're 200 bucks. So under a thousand bucks, and I have 4K capability, professional audio, and a bunch of batteries, because the batteries don't last very long, especially when you're shooting a 4K, 100 megabytes per second videos but it's good enough for everything we do. I've been hired by professionals, I won't mention who, but they have books out and they're, they're really big deals. And I've used this camera to film them. And uh, I've recommended it to a lot of fitness professionals because it also can be used as a really nice uh, webcam. It gives you a bokeh background. It helps you stand out, it's got great autofocus. And these are things that might not make any sense to a person right now, but once you start filming things, you may notice little nuances on other people's videos and you're like, how do they do that? often with a decent camera, like I'm mentioning to you. And so I keep that in my backpack at all times. Uh, the Z V one Sony camera, the wireless microphone, and my basic M one MacBook pro just a little computer. All this is, I I don't know, the computer's probably 1200, $1,300, not the best one out there at all, but it renders 4k video quick enough. And my, my workflow is really quick. I will shoot a video, I'll shoot a few different takes probably and i'll barely edit it i made my own logos and put a logo at the beginning a logo at the end and the logos you can buy uh actually tell her to turn me on to get a logo and i think it cost me 75 but now i learn how to make them so i just make them for myself and my friends and it, it becomes really streamlined so intro video or intro logo to the video outro logo and I don't adjust much. I push like auto, basically, in iMovie. So all if you have an iPhone, you have iMovie already. It's a very powerful software. And uh, export it, throw it up to YouTube. And here's the cool thing. YouTube is the second biggest search engine. So Google and then YouTube. And that's why I don't spend as much time on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and other things. Not that they're not relevant, and I, I'm sure they are. But people don't, in my opinion, usually go to learn something on Instagram they will probably go to youtube to learn how to fix the refrigerator how to do a kettlebell swing how to do whatever or a review on something so we use youtube so my workflow is pretty pretty freaking fast actually
0: i gotta laugh just because i actually did that recently i did go on youtube to learn how to fix my refrigerator and <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's a small coincidence, but you are one hundred percent right with YouTube, and it's something that I've lectured on at different conferences be- before, because of how powerful it is, and it's something that I feel like many people don't—they don't understand it. They don't know. They're like, "Oh, I don't go on YouTube." At all. I feel like that's just where people go for, you know, trailers or something like that, and they don't understand what people do on YouTube and how people can make a living off of it and it's something that can be a very important part of your business especially when used properly but uh, I appreciate you going into those different areas right now of your workflow and specific items for it because I think that that's where some people struggle they start with that oh, I don't know where to start I don't know what I should get and the camera that you pointed out very powerful and actually made for what we're talking about now it, Sony, the geniuses that they are, came out with an idea. Let's make something for content creators, something that's cost effective, quality, and that people that want to make content can utilize. And so it, those things are out there. And some of the YouTubers that you pointed out, I think it's important to to note that these are not in our in the fitness realm these are youtubers in different areas but you can learn from them and you can see oh i really want to copy that type of setup or i want to make videos that look like that and youtubers will share that information with you it's part of the community but also part of uh, the growth and you can make oh i can now make videos just like um i forgot the one that you just mentioned that uh, he goes into camera um tutorials Uh and yeah and it's something where you can just see he'll go through a million different setups, cameras, test them, and you can buy whatever you like. And it's something that you can just run with. You can just run with, and it, it's an endless loop. Uh, endless, I don't say loop that you can talk with, and that's something that Sean and I really enjoy when we when we meet up is just talking about the gear because Ooh. it's it's so much fun. And it, I, I I do have to come back to the importance of the audio though, and I forgot where I got this, the individual, I think I actually got it from somebody that does virtual training. It's, um, if you are, and she's been on this podcast, Kelly Coulter, she talked about the importance of audio and that people will watch videos with good audio and poor video over bad audio and good video. So mm-hmm. having good audio, especially if you're outside and especially if you're not gonna be doing any intense editing on it, that you have good coming in that somebody's gonna wanna watch it, listen to it, and it's not gonna be something like, oh, I'm so turn this off, because they will watch it, even if it's not in 4K, maybe it's in 1080, they might, they'll be like, yeah, I can see it, I can hear it, this is good, Now I'm gonna watch the full thing. And so focusing on those items can be a really initial item to work on and grow from. You can just, as Sean pointed out, use your phone, get something, that it, a microphone that attaches to it, get a gimbal, a tripod, um, you most people already have iPhones, so you can. you're just investing in some of the other items there, and all of a sudden, boom, now I can start making some videos and yeah. I can start chopping them up in on your phone in iMovie, uploading them right away. And now you have ideas for building your business, social media, and really getting on that type of train there. Sean, got a couple more questions here with Engearment and how it's kind of evolved over the process in terms of you growing. The people that are doing it for you now you have i believe you shared 40 people developing content for your writers as you continued to grow on that path what what do you feel like were some of the key items almost like the um we'll say the objectives but also um like the the business idea behind it what were those
1: things that you wanted to focus on when you were growing your team oh this is good i learned a lot um mostly because i'm not a good manager i'm a really good in my opinion, leader. I like to lead by example, but I'm not good at managing people. And any relationship, whether it's um, partner-wise or business-wise, expectations, understanding expectations. So I think in any kind of arrangement, putting out clear expectations and then allowing for some some gray area, you know, uh, some compromises. is probably a better way of saying it. And what I've learned over the years is to make it simple, trying to complicate things. What do I expect from a, a writer or a contributor? And how do I teach them how to, to contribute, uh, that rewards them. Now they don't get compensated monetarily. I don't have that kind of budget, but they do get to work with companies, you know, really cool companies. And they get gear before it comes out or right. as it coming out? And they usually get to keep it. Cause nobody wants to get a sleeping bag from a, a dirt bag back. Cause it's all dirty. Nobody wants that it stinks. But, um, Basically, I lined out, again, simple. I think less can be more. Just be very clear with the intention of what you expect from people who are helping you out. Empower them, you know, bring them up when they're down or, you know, reach out a hand and, and help them. Because a lot of people, they they, they need they appreciate having a purpose and they want to contribute and they want to help, but if they don't know how to, everybody's kind of at a loss. So um, clear communication, uh, realistic expectations, And having fun. I mean, the bottom line is we're doing this to have fun. This is not our our main job. This is just something we do uh, almost like therapeutic. You know, going outside in our realm, going outside and being active is therapeutic in itself. Getting to to, uh, be creative, to write, to shoot a video is even more rewarding. And uh, back to the question, I didn't elaborate as much as I want to. But I'll be really quick. You can get by, like Tyler said, just the phone and then a the lavalier microphone, like you mentioned, and or that wireless microphone, and you're out $20 for a lavalier, maybe 200 for the wireless. Tripod is like 30 bucks. You can start right there. And like you said, the video quality is great. So a lot of the writers, what I'll do for them, or the video people, I'll buy them a tripod. And I'll send them over a $20 microphone. So I'm out, not that much, maybe $50 they're now empowered with two of my favorite tools and they already have the most important tool their phone on them and so next time they're out with their family doing their camping trip they can shoot a video on that uh, kid carrier backpack they have or what have you in the moment when they're excited about it and it's in their authentic voice yep. and again but it's within our parameters you know we don't have a lot of parameters just um, be kind be authentic be accurate and I think those are good business practices across any board for that matter. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I think that
0: that blends into things that you mentioned before with being real on the videos. I think that we share a common value with that in terms of when I bring somebody on board for my company Time to Train, I don't tell I tell them this. I tell them that I'm not gonna be, be giving too much feedback on your workout. I care more about the the video setup and whatnot but the video or the workout itself that's you. You be you. You be the person that you want to showcase in this video because they're gonna come back for you. If they like you, they'll come back for you. They'll see that realness. And I think we share a very common value in that and making sure that that part comes through that they see that that this is something that they want to be there and we're not trying to overbear them in that area but um Fun question for you now with this, and this is an opportunity to name drop if you want, but <laughs> what types of partnerships have you really enjoyed? Can you run us through some of those fun ones that you've had?
1: Love to. Uh, this week alone, it, I can drop some big names. It, it's still it's like pinch me moments. Literally like every every week it's a pinch me moment pops up. Um, last This week alone, I uh, worked with Patagonia. And again, we're, we're having meetings with them, going over gear that comes out in 2022. Currently, as Tyler and I are talking, it is 2021 in late summer. So we're, we're quite a bit ahead right there. Equally big company, um, Arc'teryx. It's a very well-respected company. Uh, their, their equipment is rather large investment, and we've worked and earned our way to work with them directly. And then Peak Design, which is a really cool camera-based company, um, Camera accessories, I should say, backpacks, duffel bags, and tripods and such. We met with them in person two weeks ago, had a beer with them, some pizza, went over what's coming out, um, and Outdoor Research, which is another great company for your skiers and snowboarders and climbers out there, we work with them. It's It blows my mind that we get the opportunity to, to work with these companies on a, on a very often basis and directly communicate with them. And oftentimes, um, I have a podcast as well. And we'll have them on the podcast and talk about their what's coming out or what they're excited about. And bottom line, we're all, we're all doing the best we can and we're trying to help people and they're trying to help people and build gear to help people. Behind every company is a real person who started that company. Patagonia was founded by Yvonne Chouinard in a chicken coop in California. He wanted to make better climbing stuff. He learned how to become a blacksmith. That's a pretty cool story, you know? That's a real person. And so there's a reason the outdoor gear costs, how much it costs. It takes a lot of time to develop. Um, But, you know, behind the scenes, these are real people that do the same things we do. And it's just really cool and gratifying to create meaningful relationships with them. And, uh, yeah, again, it's a pinching moment every week.
0: I love it. I love it, Sean. Well, Sean, as we wrap up this podcast, can you give listeners where they can find more information about yourself and Gearmint Colorado personal fitness and websites, Instagram, all that kind of good stuff?
1: Oh, sure. In um, Gearmint, you can go to ingearmint.com. That's where you'll find all our articles from the 40 writers. Uh, YouTube is in channel on YouTube. It's um, We put up probably four or five videos a week. And then uh, for Colorado personal fitness and and both these companies have affiliate marketing going on or affiliate linking with color personal fitness i am uh, affiliated with companies that i i recommend products wise like say trx or, or hyperize or whomever and so i know we talked a lot about outdoor gear but as a fitness professional which is probably a lot of the people listening to this you can be affiliated with something you believe in it's a tool you use or a product you use and recommend chances are there's a, a affiliate linking program for that and that way you can authentically and ethically recommend something because you already use it with your persons. So, um, call all and then call all personal fitness on in gearment. And then one last thing to, to mention, you can become your own affiliate creator too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have an online fitness school and within that I have a 10% commission going out. I'm not going to drop the names. I'm not trying to take away from Kips or anything right now. <laughs> but you can create your own content and you can reward people for supporting your business. So you can become the person who encourages people to use your services and reward them with payment. So a lot of ways to approach it. Love it. Love it.
0: Episode was packed with information and exactly what, when I started this podcast for Kips, what I wanted to accomplish things that people can take away right away items that they can go purchase to start making content, growing their business, all types of things. So Sean, Thank you, as always, for coming on the podcast,
1: being my friend, being my guest. I love it. Thank you very much. My pleasure. And I hope that at least 1% was helpful for somebody out there. And Tyler, it's always a pleasure chatting with you.